Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Cerise, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is entitled Sperm Donor. Here we go. So you've stopped communicating. Did you conveniently forget that we have a child? Together. You just up and stopped calling. But I did not conceive him all by myself. It must be nice to create and then suddenly disappear. Do you even remember ever wanting children? Or was that thought just in your head? Well, maybe you mixed fantasy with reality. But either way, your child is still here. You seem to conveniently miss his birthdays. And it's a shock to hear from you once or twice a year. I guess that's responsible to you. But it really baffles me how you can go on about your life and not include your son. He wants to know his father and spend time with you. He never asked to be here. And you shouldn't be and you shouldn't really be a figment of his imagination. Someone he barely sees. Your child support is inconsistent too. Even your payment history reflects an undependable you. But just because we are not together does not give you the right to try and stay away from him. To abandon, ignore, and neglect your son. While he cries for you late at night. You've been absent for quite some time. Don't just be a sperm donor. Be a part of your child's life. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon. Whenever it is that you hear this episode. And today what I wanted to talk about is wolves in sheep's clothing. So, before I begin, I hope you all have had the most amazing day, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening. And for those of you who have not had such an amazing day thus far, please know that my prayers and thoughts are with you, that you will be able to see better days. Now, this subject has dropped on me. In the wee hours of the morning, which I'm starting to learn that that's what (laughs) that's what typically happens. (laughs) Um, For those of you that don't know. Whenever you receive a word, it is a two edged sword. So it hits me first before I share it with you. (laughs) So not only do I need to hear this. 
but someone else in this big old world must also need to hear this too. So do y'all remember the story of Little Red Riding Hood? Remember that there was a wolf in that story. If you have never heard it, I'm going to shed some light on the story, not telling you the whole story, but kind of building this up. So there was a little girl who was loved dearly by her grandmother. There was nothing on earth her grandmother would not do for her. And one day her grandmother gifted her with a red velvet hood, which suited her quite well. She went on to be called Little Red Riding Hood because it suited her so well. Well, one day her grandmother fell ill. And so Little Red Riding Hood's mother sent her through the forest to take her grandmother some food and some wine. However, while she was en route, the, well, before she was en route, her mother gave her specific instructions. And one of them was, don't you veer off of the path on your way to your grandmother's house. So off she went and she promised to take good care of the items that her mother had given her for her grandmother. Now, the grandmother lived not too far out of the way, but it was quite a little distance from where they lived. So as Little Red Riding Hood set off to head to her grandmother's house, she was met by a wolf. The wolf began to inquire, where exactly was she going? And what did she have in her possession? She naively told the wolf. In fact, she left nothing to his imagination. So this is my personal opinion. I believe the wolf saw her transparency as an opportunity to distract her from her mission to get her grandmother's get to her grandmother's house. He encouraged her to stop and smell the roses or stop and smell the flowers along her journey and to listen to the birds chirping in the forest. And next thing she knew, she was picking flowers for her grandmother in the woods. While Little Red Riding Hood remained distracted by nature, the wolf ceased the moment and headed for her grandmother's house. The wolf knocked at the grandmother's door, but because she was ill, it took a moment for her to get to the door. And she yelled out, who is it? To which the wolf lied and he replied, it's Little Red Riding Hood. So to learn more about how the story ends, y'all are going to need to either get the book or read it yourself. <laughs> but that's just pretty much I wanted to set that up for those of you that are unfamiliar with the story. So why don't we learn a little more about this subject, shall we? So in general, a wolf is a car, car I can never say this right, y'all. So bear with me carnivorous mammal. Um, he runs in the dog family, which that means that wolves normally travel in packs. But a wolf in the biblical sense, particularly according to the Wikipedia, means a wolf in sheep's clothing, which is an idiom of biblical origin used to describe those playing a role contrary to their real character, 
with whom contact with is very dangerous. And particularly, they are false teachers. So this really means that they are they're not who they say they are um, at all. So now that you've heard the definition, do you believe that you have ever met any wolves in sheep clothing? In sheep's clothing? Do you believe that this is something that you are able to discern almost immediately? Or does it take time for you to pay attention to the fruit that they bear first before you are able to recognize them as a wolf in sheep's clothing? Have you been called yourself a wolf in sheep's clothing? Was the statement true or was the statement false? If the statement was true, what do you believe caused that person or persons to draw such a bold conclusion about you? Have you been the person who has presented a false, a false reality to other people? Having them to believe that you're this type of person when you end up really truly being behind closed doors a different person. Now, these are merely questions. However, if you have been, have, if you have ever been accused of being a wolf in sheep's clothing, what do you believe that you did to contribute to such a statement? Were you intentionally practicing to deceive a person? Now, only you can answer that, those questions. However, you could opt to answer them in order to see if this is a behavior you have adopted unaware. Or maybe you knew very well what your intentions were the entire time. Have you ever heard the words, oh, what a web we weave when we practice to deceive? Well, in my honest opinion, I believe that any person who is knowingly practicing to deceive eventually will get caught in their own web. And even though that trap may be set for someone else, they're the ones that end up trapping themselves accidentally. See, to be a wolf in sheep's clothing, that means that you must operate in deception of some form or fashion. Why do I say this? Because it means that you're pretending to be someone you are not. You are a wolf, but you are pretending to be a sheep. So you're someone who is going around devouring, let's say someone's reputation, or you're going around devouring someone's, um, maybe they have a vision and you're doing everything you can to devour that vision, but you're appearing to be innocent the, all the while. That's a wolf in sheep's clothing. For example, maybe you have befriended someone and deep down inside, you dislike everything about that individual, but you make, you may actually hate that individual for whatever reason. Yet, you pretend to be for them while you are actually plotting against them. You don't desire to be their friend. In fact, you are the complete opposite. You are their enemy and you know it. Maybe that's where they got the word frenemy from. However, they don't discover this until you attempt to devour them. Just like Little Red Riding Hood spoke to the wolf, most likely, because he approached her in such a friendly, quote unquote, way that she felt like he was harmless. How many times have you felt like another person's intentions were pure and harmless 
because they approached you in a friendly manner. Only to find out many months or many years later, their intention for you and towards you were far from pure. You may not be able to discern a wolf immediately when you come across one, but keep your eyes and your ears open. And I do mean wide open. Your spiritual eyes, that is, not just your natural eyes. So let me offer you a few scriptures for those of you who love to refer to the Bible when you're preparing to put on the full armor of God. According to 1 John 4 and 1, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. In my opinion, a false prophet could very well be considered a wolf in sheep's clothing. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen through 15 it says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will correspond to their deeds. So my opinion, this is just my opinion. I believe that there are many people who disguise themselves as quote unquote angels of light but their actions are far from the very thing they attempt to display. And for those of you who don't know, I say here on my podcast that we are raw, which means real and wise. So hopefully I'm imparting wisdom on today and how to look out for wolves in sheep's clothing. So according to Matthew 10, 16, Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. Last but not least, Romans 16, 17 and 18. It says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause divisions and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them. It says avoid them. So you're supposed to avoid wolves in sheep's clothing. For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but put but their own appetite. So pretty much what it's saying is that they're not yielding to God. Um, they're not yielding to the Lord Christ, Jesus Christ. What they're doing is fulfilling the lust of their flesh. So they are feeding their own appetites and by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. Did y'all know naive is in the Bible? It is. And I know I have been guilty of being naive, but yes, there are people out there that will use smooth talk and flattery. Their intentions are not pure. They are literally praying P R E Y ing, not P R A Y. They're praying on the naive. So if y'all have been listening to my episodes, you know, I have spoken about those times when I myself have been naive. How about that? Naivety is mentioned in the Bible. 
Yes, there are people who may tell you what that they are for you. They may even tell you that they support the vision for your life and that they are willing to hold up your ladder and hold up your arms anytime you need them. But you must be willing and able to pay very close attention to the fruit that they bear. Why? Because they may be flattering you with smooth talk, knowing that they do not intend to do any of the things that they have told you that they will do. They may just want to use you for their own selfish gain, for their own selfish agenda, knowing all too well that once they have devoured you mentally, emotionally, physically, psychologically, maybe even spiritually, however they see fit, they will then be moving on to their next victim or prey, P-R-E-Y. So please be mindful, be very alert. And I am not saying that every person who crosses your path is a wolf in sheep's clothing. Please don't misunderstand me. What I am saying is beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. Pay close attention to people. Pay close attention to what they say. Pay close attention of how they move concerning you. Because anytime that someone is practicing to deceive you, you're going to, if you're paying attention, you're going to start seeing a pattern. Don't just take what they say as the Bible. A lot of people do this when it comes to certain atmospheres and they are. Um, so a lot of people do this when it comes to certain atmospheres and then what ends up happening um you end up discovering that the person you trusted is not the person who can be trusted. I personally have learned this the hard way. Over the course of my life, I have crossed many paths where I found out that some of the people whom I trusted were merely wolves in sheep's clothing. Maybe you have had your own experiences and you can wholeheartedly relate. Maybe you hired someone to help you build your brand. Maybe you were, and this is just an example, selling t-shirts. Next thing you know, you should have made a $2,500 profit. But when you count your money, there's only $1,000 there. The individual whom you trusted to protect your profit opted to pocket a portion of that profit. They were a wolf in sheep's clothing. They appeared to be trustworthy, but they were definitely not. I remember attending a, attending a comedy show where actor John Witherspoon, may he rest in peace, was the comedian of the hour. Afterwards, when it was time to take photos with him, we had to pay to take a photo with him, of course. I believe it was like $20 a person. But I noticed how he had a duffel bag and he was placing his money in the duffel bag and handing the Polaroid camera over to the camera guy to take pictures. That bag never left his sight. But all I thought to myself was, man, he must have had a few wolves in sheep's clothing during his career. To the point that he realized the only person that he could truly trust with his money was himself. That may not be the best example, but hopefully y'all get the point. Unfortunately, it may take those types of experiences in order for you to learn a lesson.
So what I wanted to do is help to prevent you from going through something similar or things that I've been through. Um, I've, I have been a victim of wolves in sheep's clothing. I've had, it's gotten to the point or it was at the point that I've had people tell me that they were a parent figure um, in my life. And next thing I know, that's was the furthest from the truth. They were stealing from me. Um, they were lying on me. They were tarnishing my reputation and creating this false narrative about me. But in the beginning, they had me believing that they were truly for me. So I have experienced that firsthand. And how many of you know that some of these life lessons can be extremely expensive? Well, this is going to conclude my episode on today. However, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. And this letter is dated March the 9th of 2022. Here we go. Dear future hubby, how are you? I pray all is well. One thing you may discover about me over time is that I think very deeply. Sometimes this may make you scratch your head in disbelief of the questions I come up with after thinking so deeply. I understand. However, because I want to learn you, learn about you, and because I want to know you, I may even ask you uncomfortable questions. Just know that there isn't necessarily a right or wrong answer. I just have an inquiring mind. I have asked questions all of my life. I am curious about a lot of things. I recall one time watching television with my 21-year-old son, and because he has such a photographic memory, when a certain part of the show came up on the screen, I would turn to him and ask, what does that mean? I just knew he would know the answer to my questions, and a lot of times he does. However, as my future hubby, please understand that I may do the same thing to you. For those times you don't have the answers, that is okay. Just say, I don't know. Maybe we can discover the answers together. Nevertheless, I want you. Sorry, y'all. It jumped. Nevertheless, I want you to know that I am willing to learn from you. I am willing to learn how to love you during each season of your life the way you desire to be loved. I am willing to ask you questions for clarity. I am willing to hear and listen to the matters of your heart. And I am also willing to be wrong for the sake of a righteous relationship. I want to submit to you. I desire to submit to you. I love you. Love, Teresa. Now, this will officially conclude this episode. However, to those of you who are listening to this episode, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.